This is the Influencer Girl Lifestyle Podcast, episode 13. Hi, I'm Monica Woodhams, and this is the Influencer Girl Lifestyle Podcast. I'm an influencer consultant and success coach, and I'm interviewing entrepreneurs, influencers, and industry experts who are making an impact and influencing the world so that we can start to live a life that we are so totally obsessed with. All right, y'all. So this is a very special interview episode that I have for y'all today. So I chat with Sharina Mayani, and Sharina is a coach who really focuses on your money mindset. And you've probably heard this from me before when I talk about the importance of, you know, putting your CEO hat on when it comes to running your business and even in the early stages, even before you have money coming in to make decisions as a business owner. And when you do that, that's when the money will start to come in. So Sharina has really made a huge impact on my life, especially when it comes to understanding my money mindset and understanding that, you know, I don't have to put limitations around money, even if it feels like I maybe like don't make the sales that I want for that month, that maybe it's because there's something deeper there in a way that maybe I feel scared and so I'm not really putting myself out there or maybe I'm not really trusting, anything like that. So she's made a huge difference for me when it comes to my money mindset. And if you think that you don't need to tap into money mindset because maybe like you're just starting out or you feel pretty good about it, I really challenge you to pay attention to this episode and realize that we all have work to be have done around money mindset and there's always layers that we can appeal to like really be in flow. All right, so enjoy the episode and let's dive into it. All right, y'all. I am so excited. I am here today with Sharina Mayani. She is a business coach. She is a genius when it comes to actually creating a very profitable business. She can really help identify what's holding you back so that you can uncover that. She's personally helped me over the last year and really it's been incredible. So thank you, Sharina, for joining today. Awesome. I'm so excited to be here today with you, Monica. Thank you for having me. Yay. So like I mentioned, I've been a part of your group program for almost a year now. And Mm. the transformation has just been incredible from my own standpoint, um, watching the other women in the group grow. But leading up to this is the third round that you've been running this Money Flow Mastery program. So leading up to that, how did you even get here? How did you get here to be the person who's really helping women make these transformations? No, such a crazy question. Um, And I say crazy because I know there's a right answer to that, Monica, but I really believe it's your own experience. Like I never thought, like if you would have told me, Monica, three, four years ago that I was going to do a program all about money and business, I would have laughed on your face being like, no kidding, because that was my biggest issue, specifically money. But I truly believe that when we are, you know, when we have challenges in our lives and things like that, it's for a reason. And I just took on my challenges with like full on. 
and full on energy of like solving it, finding a solution. And that's what led me organically to be the teacher, coach, mentor I am today, because through transforming my business, my relationship with money, I had people starting to come to me saying like, oh my God, teach me to do what you're doing. How are you never freaking out? Like, tell me, what are the secrets? And I was like, oh, I can tell you what I've been doing. And it was actually working. And today we are where we are, you know? Mm -hmm. When you started business coaching, because you had been a fashion designer before, Mm -hmm. and when you started business coaching and you finally realized people are starting to come to you specifically for money, did you feel nervous about really making that Yes, what you were known for? (laughs) Yes. You know, I feel we're so attached to our identity. It was Sharina, the fashion designer, right? And then, then Sharina, the life coach. And yeah, like it was, it was a big hit on my ego. You know, I feel it's, it's, yeah, it was basically. (laughs) How did you overcome that and like the fear or, you know, the questioning? Hmm. So the way I overcame that, Monica, was really just being in the flow, being present and being of service. It's really about having that mindset. And when I just start focusing on that, on in being in that mindset, I just start feeling good. I noticed people getting results. I was like, why not shift it? And here's the other thing interesting that happened too. People start calling me a business coach before I actually changed it in my website. I was still a life coach in my website. Wow. So people called me so much business coach, business coach, the money expert and all that type of stuff so much that I just, they kind of enrolled me in that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I became yeah. that. So it, it's a process, but I think it's about being present in the journey and the process as well. Yeah, I think that's really interesting because we, and I don't know if it's because a lot of us are used to, you know, the corporate titles and kind of societies like I'm a doctor, I'm a lawyer. And we get even as entrepreneurs, I think in the early stages, we get caught up in what, what do I call myself? And it's like, a client's not necessarily going to hire you because of what your title is, they're going to hire you because they see that they're going to get results Mm. and it's just interesting don't you think how like you said people knew you as the business coach before your website said it and so many people hold back because they want to get the perfect title on their website Mm. yes it's so interesting right but yet so powerful absolutely and I think it's a reminder for us that if we're clear on our message and that whole package it doesn't matter what you're calling yourself on your website at the end of the day no I think what matters Monica is how aligned you are and you know me like I'm a big Mm -hmm. believer in you feeling so aligned with what you do and all of that especially with your energy and mind because that's the key you know to so much definitely what is like what's the biggest difference you felt in your business today compared to even two years ago in terms of alignment? Mm, A difference. Today, I feel really, really aligned to like almost 97% and everything in my life compared to two years ago. And I think the difference is I used to never take this as seriously or as urgent or powerful, like important, you know, like I used to not take this, like, meaning I used to not take my alignment seriously, meaning like if I wasn't aligned with something, I used to just force myself to do things like sound familiar, like 
force myself to do things, <laughs> even though I didn't feel good, you know, like burn myself out, wake up, like not sleep, like all of that stuff that we do kind of like hurting ourselves and, and do things that just didn't feel good. And, 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 and there's, I think the difference between stretching and getting outside your comfort zone and getting uncomfortable versus disalignment, like being not aligned. And I, I really feel like the difference, the main difference was that. And, and the difference was showing through results. You know, two years ago, my business was great. It was actually flowing really well, but not like not in the flow as it is now. You know what I mean? Like before I felt like I used to have to do too much for things to work out. Now there's more flow. There's more systems. There's more team. There's more like just alignment and just think things just start happening, you know? And there's like less fear. There's more peace, joy, you know? Mm-hmm. Do you do anything daily in order to check in with yourself and make sure that you're in alignment or is it just something that comes second nature? Now it's become second nature, right? Now it's really about like every time feeling into, but something that I do on a daily basis is I love meditating. And one of my favorite meditations is actually a Kundalini meditation. It's a breath work that I love doing. I, I love Kundalini. I love that type of work. And, Same. Yeah. Yeah, and I love it because I can feel it. And you know me, Monica, like I'm all about <laughs> feeling the energy versus yeah. just like breathing and not feeling. And I like feeling things like shaking the hands, like feeling it. And for me, it's, and it's also checking in with myself. Like me and my team, we have this rule of always checking in with ourselves. Like if they see me in a weird mood or like low energy, they'll come and say like, hey, what's going on? My fiance, like we, we all like hold each other accountable as a group, as a team. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I love the accountability that you also like encourage as your company culture, because Mm. of course you can have a great mindset and alignment, but it can really take things to the next level. I'm sure when everyone on your team also feels that same way. Yeah. That's really awesome. So one of the things that you particularly have really changed my perspective on is money blocks. And I used to think of money blocks in a different way. I used to think very surface level of it. Okay, what is it that could possibly be the reason why I'm not making the money I know I'm capable of? And you really taught me to look so much deeper and not only look so much deeper, but also to find something that taps into that feeling. And even if I can't identify it, and I just have that feeling that that can help me process it. And Mm. I think a lot of what's out there when it comes to money mindset is all the same thing. The repetition, like, okay, what happened to you when you were seven years old? And write a story, like write it down and then journal it out. And I just kept saying that over and over again. And I wanted something a little bit deeper, which is something that I think brought me to you because every month we do the energy editing. And so explain to me energy editing or to the listeners who they aren't familiar with it and how even you came across it. Yeah. So basically I'm a big believer in aligning yourself, right? As we, we were sharing and I'm a big believer too, in like shifting your energy and clearing the clutter in your energy system that is no longer serving you. There's many, there are many ways of doing it. Energy editing is a modality based on kinesiology in which, you know, we work with energy to like 
And the beauty of this specific modality of energy editing is that it works with all of your energy system. But there are many other ways, obviously, of clearing energy. This is one that I've actually been certified in. And I was certified because I started doing it. It made a difference for me. And I was like, I'm, I need to bring this to my clients. And, and then I got certified. Um, but that's that's what it is. It's basically a modality to clear your energy. Because here's the thing, Monica, and like for everybody listening, if you are feeling... Like if you're, you have a goal, you set yourself to do a goal and then you start procrastinating, you sabotage, like there's something inside of you that's not letting you achieve the goal. And that's what we got to shift, right? That being state that's not working for you. That's why many times we feel, we don't feel good doing things or we feel bad or we feel nervous and like, like all that stuff comes up through because of this. So, so yeah, that is what it is. That is what it is. Definitely. I love that. And so when it comes to money blocks themselves, I think it's interesting to talk about how it actually affects us in our lives other than money. So is that something that you could touch on, on how money blocks don't just affect the number in our bank account? Yeah. So here's the interesting part. Like people came to me asking for to make more money, right? And it was like, okay, let's do this money clearing work. And then it was never about the money. And I love that you're bringing this up, Monica, because when we do the clearing work, when we go in deep to see what's really going on, I really feel like what goes on in our money is just like kind of like, it's kind of like showing us like, hey, something's going on deeper. Like almost all the time, and you know this, it has nothing to do with money. Money is just the indicator. It's kind of like the thermostat of what's really going on. Like your background is really just a thermostat. And it, it, it could do with things around relationships, worthiness, your being state, right? Like our triggers like that we have from the past, fears, emotions, limiting beliefs, limiting thoughts that we carry on. But at the end of the day, it really has to do with our own worthiness. Like the money blocks, it's essentially you, like if people are experiencing money blocks in their life, meaning like cash flow issues or not feeling abundant and things like that. It's really a worthiness thing like when we go deep that's where it really starts and ends really definitely and there's always layers to unpeel there because as we hit next levels whether it's in our business or even in life there's always going to be our human nature who's going to be like okay are you sure that that's for you you know it's like the work always continues it's not like you do five energy clearings and then you're good to go right mm, yeah i really believe this work and i share it i say it all the time it's it's like an onion as exactly as you said and it's like layer after layer like even me right now even though i've grown my business you know making multiple physics figures like it's growing and it's like growing in ways that i'm like wow there's still stuff that comes out for myself and, you know, I work with women who are making six figures, wanting to make six figures. I even work with women who are seven-figure business owners. And it's amazing to see how all of the women, doesn't matter if you're making money or not making money, doesn't mean this will work or not. It's like, it's really about going to the next level and what's what's there that you can need to, like, clear and shift to go to the next level. And it's a process of, like, always working those layers and layers and year, layers so you can keep on evolving and growing and thriving. How do you keep your clients motivated through that because I would think 
you know, it could feel a little daunting that it's like you do this work and then all of a sudden it feels like you have to do the work all over again in a sense. I know. I know. So how do you keep them motivated? I think it's one, it's really about making it a habit for them. You know, my programs, like I have it, like it's like we do it every month, no matter what. So it's kind of like first making it a habit. And two, I really feel like what I'm noticing now, it's really about talking about the benefits of it over and over again. Even clients who've done work with me since two, three years, are coming back, which is so powerful. And it's like reminding them again of what's possible. And here's the thing, I think as human beings, Monica, I know you are, you're like such a beautiful example of this. We are evolving being, beings. Like even though we achieve something, we want something else. Like I remember with you, when we first started working, it was like, I have this goal. And then it's like, now there's this goal. And now there's like, you achieve your goals, right? Like you're such a, you're awesome, like rock star. And it's like, we're always evolving beings. And I think like what keeps us motivated as humans and how I tend to keep my clients and my, and myself honestly motivated is just reminding of reminding of the wins we've had in the past and of what's up, like the, ex- getting excited for what's to come. Definitely. I love that. So in addition to, you know, the money mindset piece, I want to dive a little bit deeper and talk about the other elements of what has really turned your business into what it is today. And I want to know how intuition has been really important to you and really tapping into the feminine energy there. I love it. I love it. So I think intuition is all, you know what I mean? Like I call it my inner butterfly. Because here's the thing, and I'm sure people can resonate with this. It's like, we all have our own path. I'm a big believer in science. And I'm a big believer that we all are on our own path and journey. And it's important not to compare ourselves. You know, I think right now in the world that we live in, there's so much around, like, let's just copy this person because she's doing, let's do exactly what she did. And then we go, we go against to what is in alignment with us. So I really believe intuition is our, is our guidance system towards alignment. You know, it's our butterfly that will lead us to transformation, to freedom, to, to our own vision of what's possible. And I truly believe connecting with our intuition, trusting it is so important. Yes, absolutely. It never leads us astray, I feel. Yeah. I can think of every decision I've made in my life where I truly trusted it. Mm. And maybe at the time I was like second guessing myself, but looking back, it's like it all was the best case scenario at the end of the day. And I really believe that. And I've always trusted my gut. I think that when I was in the corporate world, I stopped trusting my gut because I was so, you know, I'm so goal oriented. And so I just thought, okay, this is the formula that I need to live my career by. So even if it doesn't feel right, like I just have to follow that formula. And I was miserable. And then I switched paths and now I really really try to tap into that as much as I can. For you, did you always make decisions based on your intuition or was there ever a point where you kind of buried it down? Yeah. So in the beginning, I used to bury it down because I had this thing of people pleasing and following Mm -hmm. the crowd. You know, that was like kind of like my trigger, my block. And I'm going to be honest with you, it still sometimes shows up. And I think it's just like part of it. So... So yeah, in the beginning, I used to not trust it enough. But now I think what 
what really helps me is to just see my experience and notice how when I do trust, how things unfold versus when I don't. So when yeah. I'm, I'm put into a situation, it's like reminding myself, you know, of like, whoa, remember when you didn't listen to your intuition? Sharon? Do you remember what mm-hmm. happened? And really just trusting that. Totally. And speaking of the people-pleasing tendencies, I think, especially as coaches, we want, you know, we want what's best for our clients. We want to make the world a better place. We want people to be happy. So what did it really take for you to overcome the people-pleasing part? Mm. Such a good question. I'm going to admit that I'm not totally over it yet. I really believe like the people-pleasing has layers towards it. Um, Just like everything else, right? Exactly. Exactly. I think it's important for all of us to be very teachable. Like me as a coach too, I think it's important. You know, there came a time where I stopped being teachable and I noticed my business stopped too. So, so yes, I think the beginning piece of the people pleasing was my parents. Like I really just wanted to please them. And I was really just looking for their approval. You know, like I was born, for those of you who don't know, like I was born in Panama and raised in Panama my parents are actually from India. So having been raised by Indian parents, you know, being first generation Panamanian, it was really challenging. And everything I wanted to please them, like the, what, what they wanted me to do, because I, I was really scared of losing their approval, which I ended up losing anyways. Um, right. But then, you know, being myself, like, it's okay. But yeah, that was the big one for me in the beginning. Like, following the tradition, following like, oh, you're 18, get married, you know, by this age, I should have kids, like all of that type of stuff um, mm-hmm. from someone else. But that was some, that was my main first piece that I had to really overcome. Mm-hmm. Was that something that you sought out extra support in? Or did you, you know, just read tons of books, listen to audio? How did you yeah. really step into enough is enough I need to overcome this coaching like I'm a big believer in coaching and and the clearing work I did a lot of clearing I still do so much work on clearing and all of this and that those two have been key coaching clearing having accountability having a mastermind it makes such a big difference you know like all of this mm-hmm. definitely and like you said the mastermind you know that ties back to community and to me, this year is a lot about community for me because I've seen how last year community makes a huge difference. And especially as business owners, it can definitely get a little bit lonely and it can start to feel like, oh, my friends don't really get me anymore or my family doesn't really get me. And so to have that community I think that's just so huge. Oh my God. I honestly feel it made the biggest difference for me. If it weren't for community, if it weren't for sisterhood, Monica, I wouldn't I wouldn't be here. And which is why I always like stress upon that so much because sisterhood is what made the difference for me. Like I would not be here if it weren't for sisterhood. Like I like yeah, I wouldn't even be here. Yeah. Is was that a motivating factor in having your program be a group program, which really encourages everyone to get involved and cheer each other on daily. Yes. Because I've seen the power of it. Like even in our, our current group, I've seen how, you know, women help each other. And like, and the other thing too, the reason I'm a big believer in that there's a lot of like energy around women being mean to each other. Like, I don't know about you 
or your experience mm-hmm. like in high school, but like mm-hmm. my high school experience wasn't the best. Meaning yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, let's just leave it at that, you know? And, and there are a lot of women who go through experiences like that in high school and school and university where they, they didn't have the good, the best experience because there were some girls who were mean. And there's a lot of energy around like mean girls, popular, being bullied by, you know what I mean? By girls mm-hmm. and girls not being good. So I think it, for me, it's also of being in a mission to heal that because I really mm-hmm. believe, history, I believe I believe in girls helping each other, women helping each other. And if we have hatred for each other, like we're not going to get there, you know, like the times where we're cheating on each other with, with each other's guys, where we're like talking bad about each other, criticizing each other, you know, it's like in my world, it's gone. You know, like I really believe that right. we need to stop that. And like, we only created that, you know, the other day I was with, this is super interesting. I was with this woman who was really telling, sharing with me her, her fear about her husband going out on this thing that he was supposed to go. And I was like, why are you so scared? And she's like, no, like, you know, this girl. And I was like, and in my mind, I was like, wow, look at the fear we've created in, in which we don't even allow, like, we're not confident with our own partner. Mm-hmm. You know, with our brother, sister, dad, like we're so in this control mode because we, we have not been faithful, you know, and it's like with each other and like, we don't trust our sisters. Right. Which is really interesting because at our core as humans, if you go back to the caveman days, the women were the ones who had the community. They stayed together around the fire as like the men went and hunted, you know? And so like, it's in our nature to have that community. So somewhere along the way, something made us think that we're competitive with one another. And of course that really shows itself in middle school and high school. But when we can really come together and it not be a competition, then I think that that's when the game changes. And you talk a lot about not thinking in terms of scarcity. And so I'd love to hear your perspective on, you know, competitiveness in business and how that's in a way a a form of scarcity thinking. Yes, I believe it's a total form of scarcity thinking because like there's more than enough for all of us. And I truly believe that if we help each other, which is the power of sisterhood, we can just circulate the money between us and there's always going to be money. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you think mm-hmm. of it, like, I don't know if you, um, you've heard of Michael Beckwith, right? No, I haven't. Okay. So he is, I love him. He's like a spiritual teacher. He has this, the school, you could say like the spiritual center in LA called Agape. And he shared once about a story of, a, I think it was a village in Europe who's, and this is like long time ago, where I think like the rulers of this village, like money was scarce, economy was down. So what the rulers did was that they started pulling, putting an expiry date on money, like on bills, right? And mm-hmm. people had to, like if they had $1,000 in cash, they, they had a deadline to use it or invest in it because it was expiring. Mm-hmm. And what happened with that, what he noticed was that the economy was fixed kind of thing. Like <laughs> the economy was flowing like in just six months because people let go of the fear and they were trusting each other and flowing the money. And that's the thing as women. And I, I just talked to, I think obviously all of us, but as women, if we start trusting each other, we can create miraculous effects like that. Effects like circulating money more effects of, you know, just trusting each other more. Men will be safer, you know, like, 
like it's amazing men will like the other day i was in in on a trip and i was this guy i actually just approached this guy like i'm so crazy i just approached this random guy <laughs> and on the street asked him this question he's like sorry i can't talk to you my wife is there and i'm like what does that have to do oh my gosh yeah like what does that have to do with your wife there? like come call her like i just have a question for you and like that was part of me like just getting outside my comfort zone and doing that i don't tend to do that but <laughs> you know people are like what's wrong with sharina um but why not no, but it's interesting yeah it was so interesting like it happened with two guys and the and then and the guys that were with their partners like no my wife sees me talking to you like she'll get angry at me and i'm like why i'm not gonna do anything to you you know what i mean like i'm engaged with my ring like there's you know what i mean but it just right. shows that that we look at as women what we've done to each other right yeah and if we can let go of that fear and trust within ourselves we can be at so much more peace mm, i think i believe because, that yeah because think of i mean going through your day if you really like break it down everything that you go through your day how many thoughts are probably fearful thoughts especially if you haven't you know done any mindset work probably a lot more than you think. Because if I think about even just my normal day now, and I've been doing this work for some time, like trying to unpeel my layers. And of course, I have so many more to unpeel. But there's still like, throughout the day, I could think of like, two, three times that I've like had something where I'm like, you know, maybe not like total fearful, but like, oh, what if this doesn't happen you know mm. and if we can just trust more and remove those low energy vibes of fear i think like like that's the ripple effect like starting one person at a time then that just spreads throughout the world mm. and i truly believe too um like i totally agree with that and i really feel that if we don't do this work like if we don't do the work of clearing of doing our money mindset work like watching, listening to your podcast as an example, listening to all the episodes here, which I think you guys should. If we don't <laughs> continuously do things like this, I really believe we it's so easy or autom automatic to go and drift. Because if we just like mm -hmm. don't do this work, like I, I've been there's been times in my life where I stopped listening, I stopped reading just because like life got busy. And I noticed mm -hmm. how easy I got caught up with the like energy of the world the, the disease of the world of lack, scarcity, and things like that. So I really believe if you're making money, not making money, wanting to make more, not like wherever you are, even just like for maintenance, you know, the way you exercise for maintenance, you got to keep doing this work for maintenance. You got to keep listening to audios for maintenance, reading books, doing this work for maintaining, um, really maintenance. And if you want to go to the next level, you got to be more intense about it. You know, mm -hmm. like when I started, I used to 24-7 listen to audios. Like even now we're seeing... Uh, with some friends in this apartment and I was listening to an audio and my friends like, you, like I was, I had it on since the morning and she's like, do you listen to this every single moment of the day? And like, yes, why would you, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's, it's intense because it's like, Sheena wakes up and the first thing she does is audio and then she's taking a shower. She's listening to audio, she's getting ready. She's listening to the audio, but it's like, yes, if I don't, it's so easy to go to a supermarket and get in the energy of lack. It's mm -hmm. so easy. So like, I gotta like, you gotta really do the other work, which is why yeah. I love these podcasts, which I love what you're doing, Monica, and the work you're doing too, because Thank you. it's important to make this difference and, 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 and do it ourselves first, right? To be the example. Yeah. And 
over the last year leading up to launching this podcast, I've been really craving to share my experiences, what has helped me with people who, you know, don't have it like right in front of them, obviously, because I'm in this world, I'm very exposed to it. But I really wanted to share it with other people. Because at first, I was like, nervous, like, are people gonna think that like, this personal development work that I do on myself, you know, is weird, or like, whatever judgment I had made up in my head. But then I started to talk about it with friends. I started to talk about it with my parents, with Sam. And they all were like, tell me more. Like, they're like, okay, this is interesting. I've never thought of this way. But then like, by the end of the conversation, they wanted to know more. And my dad, for instance, my dad works, he has the most corporate job you could possibly imagine. And I talked to him one time about how just important it is to have time for yourself during your week. So on Wednesdays, he had he had some vacation days left that he needed to use. So he decided that one Wednesday a month, he was going to take that afternoon off and reset instead of taking a Friday off and doing that midweek thing. And that made such a difference to him. And he felt so much more productive. And he has a, like literally the most corporate job you could imagine. So all this mm. just applies to life. And even Sam. So I tell my clients a lot, treat your business like a business, not a hobby. And the other day, I literally overheard him like talking about a project that he was working on. And he was like, yeah, and I need to treat it like a business and not a hobby. Because, And now that I'm doing that, I'm like, just the work that I'm doing is so much more quality. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, people just don't have access to it. They want it. They don't mm. think it's weird. They want it. They just don't know where to find it. Mm. I agree. And I also feel like people want something and they have no idea that this is it. Yeah. They don't know that this is the thing, you know, like they don't know what it is. So yeah. yeah. Oh my God. I love it. It's so Yeah. It's, it's so interesting. And I think that again, like with this podcast, even, you know, having you on here is going to even some listeners might not even realize they have money blocks. They might just think this, I'm not meant for more. And then because Mm. they've never even heard of this concept, you know, Mm -hmm. and you coming on to this new audience, I think can really be transformative. Mm. Thank you, Monica. I agree. I think it's so, it's so powerful the work we get to do. And like, for those of you listening, like, I truly believe that this is not coincidence. I, 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 and you know this, Monica, I've said this a few times. Like, if, you know, when you had the call of doing the podcast, when we had the call of doing this together, it's like the need was there. You know, like I truly believe that when you have an inspiration, like if you're inside of you, are like, oh my God, I want to be an influencer. I want to do this. Like know that if you're feeling that, there's, some, there's someone out there who's actually praying for you, who's actually maybe crying at night for you. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Is that, and this is kind of taking the gears back to your client work, but is that one of the ways that you help 
your clients attract their ideal clients, reminding them there is someone who's waiting for you right now. Yeah. And here's the thing. When we get, get out from the energy of like, like I want this for me, 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 me towards service, towards true service, towards true, you know, I'm a child of God. I'm connected. I am worthy. I am meant for more like that energy. You, you are so like, I'm going to say it like this, like you're so turned on by helping people. Like it's not mm-hmm. even funny. You're so like, like vibed up to like be of service. Like there's nothing else you would want to do. And when you get into that energy, it's really about helping them connect to that energy. It's what I call the money flow. When you're connected to that energy, everything starts flowing to you. And here's the thing. It doesn't matter when or how it flows back to you. But it does. It's like a divine law of comp- uh, compensation that Marianne Williamson talks about. It's like, it'll happen. But when you, when you come from that space, that clean space. So I, my main thing is to help people come from that clean space versus the weird ego-based space. Because once we do that, putting strategies is very simple. Putting things, making things happen, getting yourself visit. Like, it's all very simple. Um, but mm-hmm. we got to make sure that's set up first, you know? Mm-hmm. So yes, because when what happens is, is that you become an energetic force to people. Like you go out of the street and some people want to work with you. They'll be like drawn to you and they'll they'll have no idea why it's because of your energy. Totally. And I think for someone who's new to thinking of it in that way, think about like a day where like you have on your favorite outfit and you are just you you got a haircut and you're just feeling so good and you're at Starbucks and like everyone's like oh how is your day going like how are you as opposed to a day where you're just not feeling it you're in a sweatshirt and you just feel not great probably no one at Starbucks is even gonna like they're just gonna go through the motions right no one sees you and so I mean to me that's the easiest way to explain like how that energy really translates with other people and whether they're drawn to you or not. I agree. I agree. And yeah. And I also think that even not in person, you can really sense that even through an email. I was talking Mm. to someone the other day, how I'll get random Instagram DMS and I can tell when they've literally copy pasted it a thousand times. You know, Mm. like you can just get, you just have that feeling. And so just, you know, the importance of being authentic because people do notice if you are or not. Yeah. And I also feel it's about being connected. You know, I think we live in a world where we're so disconnected yet craving connection. Like, and I'll be honest, like even when we're doing anything, it's so easy to get distracted. Like it's so easy to get our hands on the phone and like look for, look for things and pose. It's like we crave connection, but yet we don't really connect and get intimate with what's going on in front of us. Yeah. Well, and that's why I've been loving the podcast because Mm. I can't be on my phone, you know, I'll literally not know what, what's Mm. going on. Like I have to be present. And I think that's, been one of the most rewarding things about it is to really sit down for 45 minutes with someone and just have a conversation because we don't get that because think how many times you go to dinner with your friends and at some point someone's going to be checking their phone you know that's the thing we, we're so, and like there's so many like, 
oh, the other day I went to this restaurant and um, this is like just so powerful, Monica, what you're sharing. And like, I, I looked around and almost everyone had their, were with their phones. There was this couple who were on their mm-hmm. phone and I was like, oh yeah. my God, they're not even connecting. And yeah. it happens, it happens. And, and I am guilty of it in some sense. Like I'm yeah. not going to be here like being, trying to be perfect. Like I'm not, I'm put, calling myself out of this. Mm-hmm. I do this too. But there's power in practicing. Like when I'm doing calls, anything, like I'll actually turn off my phone. Like now, my right now, my phone is actually on airplane mode. Because like, like now I'll be doing a Facebook. Like today I'm actually full of calls. And like, it's, like it's just so powerful to connect. Yeah. Actually, I'm doing clearing work. I cannot get disconnected. And it was really challenging for, for me in the beginning. But I really believe this is key towards um, being in flow. Because when you're connected and you're being present, everything's flowing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So for someone who's brand new to this, where should they start in terms of figuring out how that they can be connected, how they can be aligned? Or even does it mean figuring out where they're not aligned before taking the steps to get into alignment? Yeah, I think I think number one, Monica, is awareness, like really being aware of where you at. Like, are you aware of the way you feel on a daily basis? Or are you just like moving towards life feeling, not even feeling like you're taking drugs, alcohol, like numbing your feelings? Like, how do you truly feel on a daily basis? Like, how are you feeling towards money, towards your dreams, towards your vision? Is it exciting to you or is it be, or do you not even have a dream and vision? I think, mm-hmm. I think first step, Monica, is just being aware. I really believe awareness is key. That would be the first thing. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And it's something that you can literally do today. You yeah. can literally like sit down at, for five seconds even. Like, how do I feel right now? You know, how many times do we sit at our desks and just not even realize if we feel good or bad or neutral you know so even it can take two seconds to check in yeah and actually so i really challenge yeah. oh well, let's do it right let's, now let's, let's, let's I, exactly that's exactly what i was gonna say see this is what happens when we connect with each other these are the things like monica and i like we i'm just so grateful for our relationship monica like mm-hmm. we want to build this beautiful relationship these are the things that happen yeah. you know mm-hmm. and that's when like see, like oh it's so beautiful yes let's do it <laughs> so my heart just feels open right now that's Mm. that's what I'm getting and I think that like that's what this podcast means to me honestly so Mm. like it's just so you know you can get caught up in the day-to-day tasks of even the podcast, for example, of checking this off the list, checking off the list, making sure the production's okay. But then just now I had the opportunity just for a quick few seconds to check in and really see what that meant, what that means for me. Mm, so beautiful. Yeah. And again, like, I probably would not have done that if the conversation had led us th- had hadn't led us this way to mm. realize both of us like let's take a second and with the listeners like wherever you are 
like that's how that's how simple it can be. Mm. It doesn't need to be overcomplicated. And I think that's one of the things you've taught me as well. Like, don't overcomplicate it. Mm. I think the other thing too is like for those listening, notice what came up for you. Like when we did that, were you like, oh, oh my god, I don't have like what was your conversation in your mind? That's the awareness I spoke about. Like so many times with things like this, maybe you guys are rolling your like worst case scenario, right? Like rolling your eyes around this, or like maybe you're like, I'm not gonna listen to this anymore. Like notice that conversation because that's the conversation that takes you out of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's important to just notice that and be aware. That's the awareness I was sharing before too. Like even taking that seconds to notice, like, what are you thinking? Yeah. I love it. I love that. <sighs> Thank you. I love this. Oh my gosh. Okay, so there's two questions that I always ask my guests. So the first one is, what is your favorite lifestyle hack? So this can be any tip trick that you have up your sleeve about wellness, business, lifestyle, anything. Yes. I think, you know, the answer of this, it's the clearing, like doing clearing. Yes. Work. yes. That's the way I hack. And that's, that's like huge. Yes. And then second question is, what is your current morning routine? So as I wish I actually shared this earlier too, it's the Kundalini meditation, three minutes yeah. and done. I, I'm a big believer in keeping morning routine super simple. I tend to do many things, but like, mm-hmm. I like having one committed thing and doing it. So yeah, right I now like it's that. that. Yeah. I like that a lot because it gives you the flexibility yes. to really check in in the morning, but you do still have that one thing that you know you're going to do that makes you feel really good. Exactly. And it has to be something powerful. Like it has to be something that... I can feel a shift. If it's not making me like, at least like give, it doesn't give me chills. I change it. So I, I'll even change my routine if it doesn't do the trick anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I think that's also super important when it comes to morning routines is if it's not serving you anymore, then it doesn't need to be there. And that's okay. It, it's okay that one thing worked for a while and then now you want to do something else i think giving us ourselves that freedom is so important yeah it so, really is. yeah so where can people find you if they're like what is this energy editing and i need to know more about it <laughs> oh, where can they find you yeah so they can find me actually all over i mean mainly instagram and facebook they can look for me as sharina mayani s-h-e-r-i-n-a mayani um, and on my website, it's the best place to sharinamiani.com. And actually in the website, there's a lot of goodies and like cool resources for anybody curious to learn more about this. Amazing. Yeah. Well, yay. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Monica, for having it was, me. Yes. It was such a fun conversation. It really was. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Influencer Girl Lifestyle Podcast. Loved this episode? head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review. For show notes and free tips and trainings, head over to monicawoodhams.com slash podcast. You'll be able to learn more about this week's guest and how to connect with her as well. Talk soon, y'all.